Good morning, Breakfast and Body Slam fans out there. Thank you for tuning in. This is episode four, and today we will be talking about managers. But as you notice, if you're watching here, you see I'm not with the usual suspects today. Well, I'm your host, Chio Frost. Let's go around the table real quick and let everyone introduce themselves. That was a great sound drop. <laughs> <laughs> I got no mic. Ah. No, nobody. I can hear me. Hear us? Oh, there we go. 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 Shout out to Bob with the quick hands, man. Let's bring this back and let's rewind it. With the tear my eye, this is the greatest day of my life. I am one of the owner of uh crack bell productions my name is moss mother money <laughs> that was for you pat that was for you pat <laughs> he's the boss moss uh pleasure to be here my name is mark Lindsay. if you guys have youtube which i think you have the youtube machine everywhere right oh, yeah definitely. got mark 76 g-o-t-m-e-r-k 76 uh, i am your wwe 2k Fantasy Warfare guy, live and in living color. It's an honor to be here, guys. Nice. And I am the infamous Chiefs Day Chucky. Um, most people know me as a Ben Simmons hater, but I am <laughs> Chiefs Day Chucky, and you, you catch me regularly, uh, sometimes on the programs on Sundays, but today I'm happy to join you guys and talk about some old school wrestling. Yes, uh, this is great. This is phenomenal. This is the first time I got to meet both of you personally. I, I don't know. We probably met before maybe with, with Pat. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure, Nate. Uh, I'm always around, but I know I can't. I, there, there's nothing I can say. I, 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 I love this guy. He's a, he's a great technician out there. When you know, you know, just chiming in with his two cents and uh, trying, man. It's good to be on the other trying side. Trying to make us work harder on this side. Yes, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. I uh, just want to give a quick shout out, cheap plug to uh, everyone. Uh, Crack Bell Productions. If if you're not watching them, you're not living. You can watch them live on CB Pro Live, as well as as some of the others of Devereaux Sports podcasters. You can check out The Gobbler, Inc. every every other Sunday at 9 a.m., as well as Sullivan Squad every other Sunday at 9 a.m., so they can flip-flop back and forth. And you're watching us today, and we're here only once a month, so you got to be very careful which Saturday you tune in at 10 a.m. And last but not least... Devereaux Sports Plus, once a month, Mondays at 6 p.m. And I'm sure we got a bunch of other uh, podcasts out there uh, that, that come in studio and do their thing as well. Yeah, we do. We do. Hey, Bob, drop that. Uh, drop that. Get in the wrestling, man. I'm here for a wrestling show. I got, I had to dig deep for my shirt. <laughs> I only got one wrestling shirt, and my son has a, a, a Randy Orton Legend Killer shirt. Oh. You know what I mean? And he's bad at school, so we can't let him wear it in school because it say killer on it. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Right. So, 
I got my Ric Flair shirt, man. So I'm ready to Nate. get into some wrestling, That's man. What's up? Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, the only one who ain't wearing blue today is uh, Chuck over here. But you know what? No, no uh, uh, judgment there because no. you know because he 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 is wearing home home team right there. So. <laughs> So that's a big up. Maybe we should change the blue, add a little yellow, and it becomes green, and we're all good. Yeah, um, I like how you did that. I know, me too. It just it just flowed right in there by accident. I know. I wasn't even trying. <laughs> <laughs> of course, you know that's how I got my kids. But anyway, by accident. <laughs> um, before we kick everything off, though, uh, we had a loss in the professional wrestling world, as everyone knows. The man known as New Jack, a.k.a. Jerome Young, passed away on May 14th at the age of 58. He he died of a heart attack in the afternoon in his home. Um, now, Jerome or New Jack, how, how, however you knew him, you know, he, he trained by Ray Candy. He debuted in 1992 for the USWA, which was by Jerry the King Lawler and and a bunch of other people he had other uh 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 Jerry Jarrett partners involved. Yeah, Jerry Jarrett. Yep. Uh, but yeah, he he had his tenure like I said we're we're not going to try to do a long show it, of, of all about New Jack. This, we're, we're we're just trying to just give him a little tribute here because we have a whole bunch of other stuff to talk about. Um uh, like I said, he, he he crossed over to uh Smoky Mountain where the legendary Jim Cornette seen 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 something special with him and, and and Mustafa and the gangsters and that's where they blew up. Paul Heyman caught his eye and brought him in and and we all know from ninety five to two thousand one the gangsters were killing it, killing it. What's some what are some of your fond memories of the New Jack era in ECW? Let's go around the table, Nate. So that's where uh, I didn't know he was. Uh, so I know who Jim Cornette is. I'm, I've heard him talk about Smoky Mountain. I didn't watch that uh, wrestling. That was a little bit before my time when I actually started wa watching wrestling. But um, I do remember him in New Jack. And the one thing that always stuck about me about New Jack is that his on-screen persona was that he was the craziest MF running around. And I just remember all his matches were just bloody, bloody, bloody. And I remember never seeing that before. Like I had, I actually have still my old uh, backyard school DVDs. You know that had the kind of we like the kind of like um, on the front of them. They weren't like really like done well. It looked like somebody took a picture and blew it up on the on the DVD on the DVD. And I remember he was in a couple of those. And um, yeah, so you know, for me personally, um, it's the same. He never. I don't know. He never could cross that mainstream just because of his style. But I just remember him jumping off the top of bleachers onto, you know, uh, on to people like two or three people on a table, you know, that's on, you know, we're not talking about padded mats or padded floors. We're talking about hard concrete floor. floor. One of the toughest brushes I've ever seen. Okay. Uh, let's jump on this side, Mark. Yeah, you know, um, I'm going to go into a little bit more of a, uh, what he did for wrestling. You know, I went to the very first ECW TV taping in 1993 at Cabrini College where they could barely sell out a 200-seat gymnasium. 93-94 uh, ECW was probably some of the best wrestling I've seen live as a, as a fan. But when New Jack came in in 95 with Mustafa as the gangsters, you know, you, you had Shane Douglas leave, go to the Fed, you had Benoit, uh, Jericho, not Jericho, uh, Guerrero, Malenko. They they were wrestlers 
who really solidified the wrestling of ECW, and they all went to WCW. So then you had New Jack and Mustafa come in, and they put the extreme in ECW. So my, my, my fond memory of New Jack is that he revolutionized ECW to be more extreme, um, and that's a great compliment. You know, ECW was known for wrestling. They were known for hardcore, but he really changed the fabric of hardcore. Definitely. Yeah, I always used to enjoy the hardcore then chant ECW and uh man, he, like like Nate was saying, the guy was fearless. He was he was wasn't afraid to take chair shots, jump on floors. It kind of reminds me of when uh Pat and I used to go and and some of the guys used to do backyard wrestling down in the park. We did basically anything and that's ECW was like I said New Jack was one of those guys that helped revolutionize uh, made ECW what it is, what it was, or ultimately became. What what a lot of people don't realize that is that New Jack can actually really wrestle. Yes, yes, he yeah, can. He, he can really go if he wanted to, but but with his style of what the fans wanted, he he was giving them something different, and that's what it was. He didn't want to give everyone the same old things. And when uh, Jim Cornette brought brought him in back in in Smoky Mountain, and he wanted them to be controversial because controversy uh builds uh absolutely yeah, uh, uh, cash. Cash. <laughs> exactly yeah. yeah it's a cash cow right there uh and 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 some of the things that i loved is about like he's the only wrestler that i known whose intro music will play throughout the entire match <laughs> yes. maybe two three four times and the crowd was so into it they knew the words just like with Enter the Sandman, yep. when he came out, yeah. pr pretty much ECW locker room and their music, the fans were on point with each and every one of them. But but Jack was the only one who was who played throughout the entire match, regardless how long. They just repeat, repeat, repeat. I, I'm glad you brought up the music because as a white kid who grew up in the mm -hmm. predominantly, well, I grew up in the suburbs of Philadelphia. I never heard of Natural Born Killers before, oh, but I, I guarantee you that in 95 and 96, I'm in high school going, yeah! <laughs> yes. You know what? Because of music in the wrestling industry is pretty much how I really got into a lot of like rock and metal and this and that. Other than that, I was straight like hip-hop and all that, but then, you know, once you start seeing all these stars who you're watching and you see, oh, okay, boom, and you film the beat. It's like the mm -hmm. beat, like, okay, all right, and it, it's that thing. It's and contagious. That, it's and contagious. That, and, and that's what it was about Jack, and when you see him in the ring doing his thing, you know, he's bobbing. Mm -hmm. He got yeah. the guitar before he yeah. smashes someone yeah. over the head, <laughs> everything, you know, he, he he's going with the flow. He 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 was an artist. He was a performer. He he was giving them a a performance like any artist on stage yeah. would in a concert, and okay. and and that's what he did. He he brought the pain, and that's what he did. Completely agree. Completely agree. People got their money's worth. When you say Smoky Mountain, is that like Free Freebird? Is that like back in that day? Like who was that Smoky Mountain wrestling? So it, that not, that would that would be a name. Oh God, the Rock and Roll Express. They had a big feud with the Rock oh, okay. and Roll Express so, back yeah. in the day. That yeah. was '95 over the tag titles. Uh, Chris Candido was mm -hmm. there for a while. Um, Dr. Brian Tom Lee. Pritchard, Brian Lee. Yeah, yeah. There, so there was a whole host of wrestlers. Al Snow, Even Kane, Kane, Kane uh, Unibom. He was there as Unibom. Okay. Him and Al yeah. Snow were the yep. tag team champions. So, uh, okay. Smoky Mountain. And then at that time, USWA, Smoky Mountain. They were kind of the development for WBF at the time. Uh, so a lot of the talent that they were raising and going to bring to the big mm -hmm. roster went. To uh, Smoky Mountain. But okay. As soon as you said, said Rock and Roll Express, I knew exactly yeah, who yeah. you're talking about. Mm -hmm. Arn yeah. Anderson was one of them too, right? 
Who? Art Anderson. Was he in was the Smoky, Smoky Mountain for a short period of time. Him and, him and Bobby Eaton brought the yes. WCW feud over to Smoky Mountain. Yeah, <laughs> it was fun. Uh, now that you mentioned w WCW, uh, I've got a question. Does anyone here think uh, New Jack or the gangsters themselves would have signed with WCW or, or, no. or, or WWE no. at any point? No, because no, public, uh, public Enemy went, right? Public Enemy yeah, was there, yeah, and yeah. they were successful for about a day. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, their size kind of just showed when they wrestled the Steiners, when they wrestled the Nasty Boys, when they wrestled Harlem Heat. Uh, so I, they, I, that, you're talking about PC. You're talking about a company with Bischoff that was on their flagship station. That would have been too much. And, and the rights to censor and so forth, that would have been yeah, would never. Good. It would have never worked on. No, it would have been watered down. But, uh, down. Well, that's what public enemy was they were watered down gangsters yeah but they because yeah. like they, they never got, out. yeah they never got over though yeah. to me they no. came out and they tried and it just didn't catch yeah it just didn't but catch. even in ecw it was the same thing like they were the haha funny uh yes fake gangsters yeah. you know you, you know it is what it is and then you got new jack mustafa coming out here just straight mf and this and that <laughs> and, but, which everybody did yeah. but but they put it more into a racial term, especially New Jack when he cut that one promo when he said uh, uh, about um, O.J. Simpson. Uh, it was in Smoky Mountain about how uh, he got away with it. You know, one of our, you know, he was giving, yeah. he's basically giving O.J. the thumbs up and stuff. Yeah. So really con con controversial stuff. Um, but as far as WCW goes, uh, we uh, uh, Mustafa. Before he started teaming up with New Jack, he was actually one of those uh, enhancement talents down there doing jobs and stuff. So he was on the WCW radar. He actually did some stuff down there. So I, I, I think if he didn't go to ECW with New Jack, maybe he probably would have got signed and maybe pushed a little bit. Maybe know? as a wrestler. It, yeah, as a, in yeah, time. Not as a, but, <laughs> since he, but since he crossed over with Jack, it just like – Totally shut him down. Oh man, boy, that that, that New Jack just takes a lot out of us. Don't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, you started as uh, we're not going to talk a lot about New Jack. Yeah, but, like, just like, oh. but but as I as I explained before, though, a lot of times we do get off track on here, but we, yeah, of course, but, but we rein it back in though. What, what we have to do, and it's like it's it's a it's a freestyle pro podcast. I don't know how I don't know if anyone else uses that term out there freestyling it, but. But that's what we're doing here. Um, I just want to say, uh, could we just give a, a moment of silence? Yeah, yeah. like a 10-second moment, moment of silence for Jack. Uh, bless you, Jack. Uh, one final note, though, on, on him. Uh, if you go over to ProWrestlingTees.com, they actually have um, micro buddies that they are selling, or micro brawlers, and it ends May 24th at 1 p.m. Uh, all pro profits, proceeds, whatever, will will go to his wife, Jennifer. Uh, they do have three shirts available of New Jack on there, and one of them just happens to be a tribute shirt. So head over to ProWrestlingTees, pick up a, a brawler, some T-shirts. Show your support. Show, show the love towards Jack and uh, and may he rest in peace. Yeah. All right, now we're gonna segue to something that's a little bit less extreme, <laughs> and that's into the WWE 
um wrestlemania backlash pay-per-view oh, they had oh you're, sorry you okay sorry. there I, fell, I was falling asleep with it when he mentioned wwe backlash i'm uh, sorry <laughs> oh my bad yeah, oh, look did. at that cool the live popped up on my phone we sound good but, yeah, yeah we no, i must have hit it on my <laughs> must be that that crack bell uh engineer back there all right <laughs> what's gonna happen is i'm gonna run down the results real quick uh, we can pick through whichever one we want to talk about, and we'll just go off of that like that because I'm sure we're not going to get to every one of them. Pre-show, yeah, the champion Sheamus defend his title against Ricochet, and he walked out victorious once again. Second uh, best match of the night. Second best match of the night was on the pregame show. They don't know what to do with Ricochet. No, Marines was the best. <laughs> right? Yeah, Rome, yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't. They uh, just 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 going just a little comment on that. They don't know what to do with Ricochet. No. No, no, they're no, they're, no. That's they're trying to yeah. flip flopping right now. They're coin tossing. Yeah. Uh, but let me finish the rest of this, and we'll and then we'll just kill it. We'll go through. Okay. Cool. Uh, Got for the Raw Women's Championship, uh, Rhea Ripley, the champ, beat Oscar and Charlotte Flair. The SmackDown Tag Team Champions Dolph Ziggler and Bobby Roode lost their titles to the first ever WWE. Tag team of father and son, Ray and Dominic Mysterio. <laughs> okay, I see. Sorry, sorry. We'll, we'll get back to that then. Okay, uh, in a in a weird lumberjack match with Brains. zombies involved, Damian Priest beat the Miz. Uh, <laughs> SmackDown Women's Champion Bianca Belair beat Bailey in a triple threat for the WWE Championship. Bobby Lashley, the champ, defeated Braun Strowman. That's my guy, man. And, That's my guy, man. Let him run. And Drew McIntyre. Let him run. And in the main event for the Universal Championship, Roman Reigns beat Cesaro by submission. Now, any of those matches you want to touch on? Uh, we could talk about all of them. <laughs> okay. Real quick. I, mean, I, I see you guys shaking your heads at the at the tag team title match with the Mysterios. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't the match. It was the booking, right? I mean. <laughs> like, for, for me, I get it, right? You're giving Ray his flowers. And to me. Like, you give because we all know Ray's, at, Ray's not going to be a top guy anymore. You know, Ray's a worker at this point right now. Um, obviously, a living legend. Probably the greatest luchador ever to lace him up. Um, greatest wrestler probably under five. 10, you know, um, and it, that's a dream to be able to be with your son and wrestle with your kid, win the belts. Like, that's a dream for Ray. So I, I see that as them giving him their flowers. But I'm a I'm a rude fan. Like, I'm a I'm a rude fan. <laughs> oh, yes, I am definitely. You know, sure. what I mean, I'm a rude fan everywhere he's gone. He's been a constant pro everywhere he's gone. He's been successful. And I, the glorious thing was kind of working, but then I kind of, I guess it lost steam and then he kind of disappeared. Then he came back and I don't know what that gap was, but then he came back with, with Ziggler. And I think that dirty dogs thing, I think it's a playoff, something else, right? Uh, I, I'm not sure, but I'm not big on Ziggler myself. You're not big on Ziggler? No, I'm not, I'm not really big, big on Ziggler. Uh, I think if they could have did anything with rude to keep him going strong, me honestly, th this is just my point of view. 
they could have threw him with Paul Heyman as well, and Paul Heyman could have well, started the New Dangerous Alliance. He's a he's a main inventor to me. Yeah, they, they, I to a degree. I always like see him doing his dad's old get. Remember his dad ravishing Rick Rude's? Uh, uh, actually, Bobby Rude. That that's that's not his dad. Yeah, I thought it was his dad. No, that's no, his no, that's a totally different Rude. <laughs> yeah, no, I, thought nah. they could, I thought they could do the Rude thing, like uh, oh, they, ravishing they, Rick Rude. They, 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 they tried to with the glorious Connor. He came out in the robe. But Mary used to Mary Rick Rude used to always take the. Uh, Shirt off and say, do that thing before he would start the match. Oh, you, know, yeah. you fat yeah. out of shape. Yeah. That's not like that would yeah, work. He's not a ladies' there, man. Like there's that, a lot though. of characters out there that that mimic others that's similar. Look, look at Dolph, Dolph Ziggler. He's like, he's like the offspring of Shawn Michaels and Billy Gunn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no yeah. lie. Yeah, no, he is. Yeah. No, he is. I'm, I'm, I'm going right. to make one statement. We'll short and sweet. We can move on to the next match. Yeah. Nicholas is no longer the least. Talented tag team champion that that now goes to Dominic because Dominic <laughs> will have those world tag titles longer than Nicholas and Braun Strowman did, oh, and uh, I am just not a fan of. He, look, I, I know the kid tries. I'm just not. He's not there yet. And, and to me, yes, it was a great moment to have Ray and Dominic as as tag team champions. Right. But if they're champions more than the next couple of weeks, it's just uh, it's too I much. Think, I think WWE just wanted to put that check mark. On their list of having a father and son sure. tag team champions, yeah. it was a which, great moment. Yeah. But which, it can't, which it can't they be are not lasting. the first. Which they are not the first. Maybe in WWE, but they're not the first. Uh, on, on the Indies, you got uh, um, Luke Hawks and his son. Hey, listen, don't forget they've been killing you know, it. Everyone mentions how great the Attitude Era was. We had Marcus Bagwell and Judy Bagwell as a tag team champions. Okay, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, okay mother, mother, and <laughs> mother and son. Uh, one of the other ones is that you uh, chuckled about was the lumberjack match with the zombies. Next. <laughs> okay. We're gonna, I mean, we're gonna I, it, was, it was, I see, I didn't get a chance to watch it all. I saw some of the highlights. I don't like priest. I don't know what they're doing. Like, I'm not a fan of priest. I'm a fan of the Miz though. I'm a big fan of the Miz. And, um, you know, I think he can put other guys over and he's doing that, but I'm not a fan of priest. I don't, I don't, he doesn't see, he doesn't do anything special for me. I, I, I like him as a worker and stuff like that. He can mm. go out there and perform, but he you're you're right, he doesn't catch my eye no, for, for something yeah. particular. But uh, you know, he has the size, he has the talent, he he he's obviously bilingual, so he can speak to both and anybody pretty much in the in the in, in, in the universe there. Yeah. Um and they're giving him a push, and I just I, I yeah, yeah. Well, 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 I don't well the push was, you know, it, it mainly happened with the whole bad bunny thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. Like from WrestleMania, now they're still continue continuing the the feud with Miz, and then he's he's getting over on Miz over and over again, and it's just like, eh. like what do you want? You you beat Miz a couple times now. You beat him on the biggest stage of them all. Now where do you go? Where's he yeah. going? Where's the Miz go? He's out with the uh, torn what LCS or something or MCL? Oh, did he get MCL? hurt? Yeah, he got hurt in that match. Oh, it's the first time so he he's, got he's hurt. So he's gonna be out for several months. Oh yeah. wow, wow. Yeah. I'm not a uh, and the. The, the priest thing is it's like that and the fiend. I didn't get that. Like uh, the fiend is okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah the fiend was pretty good. Yeah, but it didn't do nothing for me. No, I, don't, I didn't like but that. Now they got the Alexa Bliss thing going on too. They're like it. It was. I think it was. I, no, I. You don't have those characters anymore. Like those kind of. When you watch wrestling, like I don't feel like you have those type of dark characters anymore. No. Well, well, the thing but, is, right now though, with the characters that they are giving us between mm -hmm. like. The, like like you said, uh, the fiend, priest, uh, whoever does a dark, evil type yeah, like character. Black is yeah, 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 yeah. Wh yeah. Whoever's doing all those kind of dark, like even Corian Cross, 
uh, if they're dark and stuff like that, right now they are shoving them down our throat. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. those characters back then were rare. You 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 had Undertaker. You didn't have Kane. Papa but you Shango. had Undertaker. Yeah, Papa Shango. Exactly. That's no. It was only like two of them, and, and like and then before them, you had what Kamala. He wasn't. He wasn't evil, but they were scared. People were scared. scared. People yes. were scared yes. of Kamala. Yeah, right. sure. scary. Right. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, let's move on to your man <laughs> for the Triple Threat uh, Championship match, Bobby Lashley. Yeah. Um, I, I, I love, so I know that him and, um, Drew had a, uh, an amazing match on the Indies, I think if I'm not mistaken before that. So the pairing of them two, they work well together. They work stiff and I think it works for their size. Uh, you know, putting, uh, Strowman in there makes it even better because it gives that Lashley that I'm just stronger than everybody. Because, film. because Braun is just as big as them, but if anything, he's, he's bigger. He's, bulky yeah. and stocky that yeah. that's what stands out though he's strong just like them it's, it's just the way he's put together it yeah. makes him look like a monster totally uh i love I, I love i love lashley getting this run so do i and I, it's a perfect yeah. timing because yeah look there's no fans you have the the uh what the the thunderdome they last year when drew had this big moment it it wasn't in front of fans it was in front of tvs and now Lashley finally is getting a chance to run as champion. So I'm hoping that when they bring fans back in July, uh, that they, they, they lead to a big SummerSlam match. And whether you pull the trigger and have Drew regain it or you have Lashley win the first match and then have Drew win the rematch, we all know it's going back to Drew. And they're kind of waiting for the fans to come back. But I think Lashley's making the most of this. And MVP is the MVP. I mean, MVP's career Absolutely. has resurrected I wish they didn't break up the hurt business. I think that's that, mm, that yes, would have been yes. great to be together. Yeah. Uh one thing going going on for what you're saying about the fans coming back in the pay-per-views and stuff is that um WrestleMania, that 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 opened the door for the mm. fans to come back. Mm-hmm. Uh I don't mind seeing them having just the screens on these smaller pay-per-views. Uh just like back when we were kids, our four main preview our our four main pay-per-views were Mania, Royal Rumble. SummerSlam and Survivor Series. Mm-hmm. So if they just brought fans back for those four and kept the rest just screens, it gives them wanting to be there live. Yeah, it'll, it'll give them that that they, they want to be there. But don't so, do don't do the AEW indie talent at ringside chanting. This is awesome because that that no. stop. <laughs> no, 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 not at all. Uh, yeah, because they they literally uh, cut all that stuff out. They they have their own. Uh, audio to pump in yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. Like, we can talk I'm about like, that later. I'm like, yeah, like I see stuff that looks like crap and then you're like, hey, I'm like, why they got cheering? Oh, well, it's just for the program. Uh, did you see Bobby Lashley go- walking out, winning that, like, from the door? Or or at what point did you know he was going to No, win? yeah, I, I know. They, they won't, to me, so they've gotten a little bit better with not being predictable, but um, they typically don't change belts at those kind of, you know, those shows. It'll be at a big show. It'll be at, you know, the, the big four, you know, SummerSlam, um, you know, Royal Rumble. So I think they've done a better job of that not being um, so predictable. But I knew he was well. He, he's on fire right now. Like him and Roman are at this, to me, are at the, that same kind of level of just they're, they're killing it with the heel. 
Yeah. And, and 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 Lashley's not even just a heel. He's just beating people up, it, it, mm. especially with the arrogant promos that they're putting out. Right. And and and, and they. Got, I think it's him. And they. Both, I think that's just him. And they both got a good mouthpiece on the side of them Absolutely. with Heyman and MVP. Yeah. yeah. So if they're not gonna talk, they step in and you know, and they preach. They preach to the choir. And just just like Mark said, they need to let. I think they need to let MVP kind of flirt around with other talent and see if he and see if he and see if he has that same effect on other talent. We'll yeah. get back to them two uh, managers in our segment. Yes, sir. Then. Um, how about you guys? You guys thought uh, last year was going to walk away, or did you see something else? Yeah, I, I agree that that I, there, there's no way I saw Lashley losing on a B show. Um, so uh, yeah, save it for the big time, uh, big live, big big fans. Um, I do want to see Lashley continue this dominance, though. It, it was nice me to too. See. I, I too too, and I, I think you're right. I think they will end up bringing the belt back to Drew, but not right now. The the part in the like. For for me in the beginning, it was a toss up. It was a coin flip for me. The the part in the match that stood out to me where I knew Lashley was going over is when is when he was taken up to the ramp and then he disappeared. Like it, it was it was like okay, the rest of the match was Braun and McIntyre, and then later on Lashley came back. That's when I knew okay, Lashley's going over. It's going to look like he's catching a breather. He's getting mm-hmm. his second wing. He's come back, blah, blah, blah. All right. Now on to the universal champion, the big dog, Roman Reigns, beating Cesaro by a submission. Gentlemen. Cut, copy, paste everything I just said about Bobby Lashley <laughs> and Drew McIntyre and insert it with Cesaro. I think this is Cesaro's time. The fact that he lost the first match is not a big deal. Uh, I think he is now in the fans' eyes as a true main eventer and you, you need to pull that plug or that trigger. I should say at some point where Cesaro needs to win the world title. It did not have to be at a B show. I think if they're going to push Cesaro the way they are, which is, which is great what they're doing. They need to toy with it constantly. The idea a little bit, a lot longer. And if they're going to put the title on Cesaro, it should be at SummerSlam. That that that's where I I yeah. say it's going to be it had, you know, like like you said it had to be one of the big ones. But for Cesaro for Cesaro, uh, he shows everyone that he can go. He's only been doing he, it for ten years. I mean, you know, it's not like you know. He, <laughs> yeah, he like we mentioned. I'm, I'm sure you remember on the on the uh, on the last show. I believe it was we mentioned that Cesaro is our era's. Uh, uh, Bruno San Martino. Yeah, I know you're saying that. He's that ethnic guy who can relate to everybody, and he's that workhorse, and that's what Bruno was. But his push is similar to Daniel Bryan from 2014. Yeah, it's, it's organic. It's it, not like it's being forced on our throats. Yeah. It the fans and 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 the viewers the and ratings, the true fans, the true fans of Cesaro remember him back on the Indies yeah. as Claudio. Claudio. Yeah, Claudio exactly. Yeah, and they can get behind that. And then hopefully the other uh, universe fans who are not big on the Indies who just follow WD hope they can jump on our coattails and and have that full support. Yeah. And and, yeah. and he's he's done really well for himself on his promos too. Uh, there was a time when he wasn't great on the mic, but he's gotten a lot better. Uh, honestly, I didn't think Reigns was going to go over as 
by a submission like that. I thought it would be by hook or crook yeah. with the Usos. Was it J- but, uh, was it Jimmy that returned or was it Jay that returned? They 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 both returned. What no, uh, no, no, uh, no. Jimmy returned. Jimmy returned. Jimmy returned. Yeah. So yeah. I thought they were they were really kind of teasing that Jimmy was going to side with Cesaro. You know, and yeah. I think you know the head of the table whole angle with that, mm-hmm. which is. That has been the best storyline in the WB yeah. all year. And, yeah. and that's why I kind of disagree with you. I don't think they should drop it to Cesaro. I think Roman should keep running. Um, you know, the way he's going right now, I didn't like outside of maybe Lashley and maybe Lesnar coming back. I don't think there's really nobody who can who can touch him. Maybe you can do a little fiend thing, but I think I, I just so I, so I, I agree. Like, I agree with you hundred percent, except for the fact that I don't think Roman needs the title. I think he is in that up he, he, I think he's like in Cena, Cena territory, where Cena didn't need the world title. He just he was champion, I but think he they, didn't need it. I don't uh, think Roman Reigns. He is the best heel right now in the WWE. Uh, honestly, I think, I think they should drop it to Cesaro because for this fact, remember when he did just did their promos with uh with, with Reigns, where Jimmy was like, "What you afraid of? Like you're gonna lose your title to Cesaro and us win the tag team titles, and then we'll be the head of the tables." <laughs> right, yeah. I think that's a route to go. Have them win the tag titles. He loses his. He's pissed off because it's making him look like shit. But then yet he comes back maybe later on, right. takes the title back. Hey, now they're all in good standings together. Yeah. Everybody got titles. Insert more Samoan. <laughs> we're, make, we're not selling it on the idea. So he <laughs> no, make but, up more no, titles. Because to me, when I see Cesaro's body's work, we already know what he can do in the ring. That's not even a question. You know, like you said, his promotions are getting better. His opening, his character, I think, needs work. He's just missing it. Like, that's what I see in him. I understand that he's put the time in. I understand he, it would be not a bad timing for him to get a nice little run and put that check mark, you know, across. But he's just, like, he's just missing it. Like, Daniel Bryan was different because Daniel Bryan had it. Right. Cesaro is missing. Whatever it is, he's missing. Did, did did you notice how many times he'd be killing it with tag teams and then they drop? drop right. Yeah. <laughs> yes, right. See, see, right. That's Tyson a- Kidd. Uh, uh, Sheamus. Yep. Mm-hmm. His, uh, yeah. His run with Sheamus was yeah. great. And you saw, he was, he, you saw him shine with Sheamus. I don't see that same shine right now. Like when he gets in the ring, he is shine, he shines. He can wrestle with anybody and everybody. Doesn't matter, big, small. Like that's great to have. But like I said, man, you know, the coffee, the, the Kingston runs, the you know, the Daniel Bryan runs, those kind of underdog runs, those grinder runs, those guys that have been from independent and have been working, they had something. They had it. They just caught fire. It's trying to happen organically, like you said. I just I don't think it's picking up, up enough steam like those other guys did. Well, so then you hold off, you hold off till like November Survivor Series. You know, use this summer because no one's going to watch in the summer anyway, especially with COVID restrictions happening. Mm-hmm. I know that I'm not going to be in front of my TV right. when I could be out, you know, yeah, at a party. Yeah, so I think well, they use the summer to really build him up, and maybe in November they he, need a. You know what they need for him? They need a Drew moment. When Drew knocked out Lesnar, you knew he was going right, to He was right, going to win the right. Royal Rumble. He needs that type of moment. He needs a moment with the crowd. He needs a moment when everybody goes nuts mm-hmm, for right. something he did. That's what he's missing. If he can, if they can find a way to do that for him. So like winning the belt, I don't think we'll do it. But if they can find, like even when uh, Kingston, moment. yeah. But even when like Kingston, when Kingston had to go through that gauntlet, yeah, right. They need a a, a moment for him to really put him up over 
and then I think you can drop the you can give him the belt. But until they do, then well, they're and, and they're know, in they're actually in position to do something like that because Seth Rollins came back, had the word with um Roman during you know was it post match or was it on Raw? I'm sorry, I, I, I can't remember. Well, Seth Rollins and Cesaro have that issue. Seth with the drip drip. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so they could actually go back to Rollins and Cesaro. And the fans have already seen, okay, Cesaro's close, but he's not there. Maybe, like yeah. you said, and right. maybe you have him win the Rumble. Maybe you pull the trigger there. You have that moment. Enter, like, number t- uh, 10 and go through 20 other guys and win that Rumble, and then that's yeah, the moment. Yeah, he, he need, he, I think he needs something like that. But, and once you see Seth, see, and I think I, I saw Seth getting a picture with Roman, and I loved it. <laughs> I loved it. Like, Cesaro <laughs> just went this way. Like, you put Seth back in that picture, oh, my God. Love yeah. it. I love that. I would love for them to run that back, especially where they are now as characters. Yeah. That would be gold to me. Be gold. All right, gentlemen, it's that time we get into our feature of the show and we talk about pro wrestling managers in history. We're going to start with our Mount Rushmore. Who who's on your Mount Rushmore? <laughs> I think on everybody's Mount Rushmore and we'll just put it in the bucket right here as Heenan. Like, I think yep, everybody yes. has Heenan, yes. you know, on there. He's the greatest manager ever. So I think we can just etch him in right now as Heenan. Let's just run through the list of everybody real quick. <laughs> then we'll come back. We all, we're all going to okay. talk about Heenan. We're all going to uh, Yeah. About. All right. So, man, uh, how many is on? Was it five or four? Totally four. 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 Yeah. Okay. So, obviously, Heenan. For me, uh, Fuji. I was a big uh, Fuji fan. Um um, who was the other one that I, I liked? And for me, just being because you never really saw, uh, you know, uh, you were in Junkyard Dog and stuff like that. But the first black uh, manager I saw was Slick. And he came in the ring. Jive Soul Bro, the best theme song yeah. in the history yeah, of yeah. wrestling. Slick, Slick yeah. was my man. He had the Jif hat. He had the, the Jerry Curl back in the day. Yeah. He came in, started jamming with Akeem. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I, 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 you know, just you know, being a, a a black man and just seeing that as a black kid watching, I was always I, I always went to uh, Slick. And um, who was in uh, uh, Paul Heyman? Paul Heyman. All right, yeah. let's jump over to Chuck. I like uh, I like Paul Bear, the mouth of the South, Jimmy Hart. Mm-hmm. Uh, like you said, Bobby the Brain Heenan, and uh, Captain. I always remember Captain Lou Albano, uh, yes. yeah. <laughs> yeah, manager Lou. of champions. Yes, yes. yes. So Smart. Heenan, we, we have already established Heenan. Cornette, um, I would say Heyman, and I'm gonna. You know what? I'm gonna throw somebody up there who doesn't really get the credit that they deserve, and that's Sherry Martell. Ooh, that's yeah. a nice one right there. Yeah, she. She's been around with a lot. Yeah, I mean, you're talking about Shane Douglas in ECW, uh, Ric Flair in WCW, Harlem Heat, which really got Harlem Heat to the next uh, level. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and then Shawn Michaels. And, uh, uh, so, uh, so, Macho Man. So you, Macho Man, yep. you just, you just convinced me. Take Fuji out. I'm, I'm, put, <laughs> I'm putting Sherry. That's you why know, I'm here, man. Yeah, I, I'm putting, I'm putting Sherry there. I, I thought when I was thinking about this, I was thinking about uh, she popped in my head, and I was like, is it really? Like, cause I was like, Elizabeth really didn't do much. She wrestled. I don't think a lot of people knew that she was a. Yeah. I think she was oh, yeah. a wrestler. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And um, and then she got with Macho Man, but she didn't really go anywhere else. But then I was like, well, it was Sherry, and Sherry made almost everybody. Yeah. She was around, man. So uh, yeah, that was a a, a good one. I, I the reason why I said Fuji because I hated Master Fuji. I, every time I saw him, I just hated him. With Yokozuna. Yeah, and with demolition, and, with I, mean, and I was yeah. a big demolition fan. Yeah. I loved. I was actually. I like demolition oh, more than LOD. I just like that. Really? Yeah, I like that because they would just come in and they would just beat you up. 
Yeah. Right. They would just beat you up, beat you down, and then they tag out and then do it again. Right. Yeah. So I, I love that. I love and that. to our people watching at home, you know, make sure you go on YouTube, watch the Fuji Vice with Don Morocco. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Stuff. I remember that. Yes. Uh, before I get to mine, Dennis Reaper chimed in to me before. Uh, oh, yeah. Well, a lot of us probably saw it already uh, before the show, and he gave us. He actually had five on his. He had Bobby Heenan, uh, Paul Heyman, Paul Bearer, uh, J.J. Dillon of the Four Horsemen, and he also mentioned uh, Vicky Guerrero. Yeah, he wow, so. Okay. yeah. So that that was his. For me personally, as everyone else, Heenan, <laughs> Heenan, exactly. Heyman, the, the brain. <laughs> Heyman's right there with them. He is. I was a big fan of. Can I ask you something about about Heenan? Yeah. How come he gave up managing when he went to WCW? Well, why do you think that? Well, or do you know? Well, he also had, you know, he was also a broadcaster, and so they probably brought him in just to do mm -hmm. uh, um, co commentary. He but, also had very legit neck injuries. Yeah, I was gonna. Yeah, go, oh, okay. I was just jump I'm about to jump on that. He had neck problems too. Uh, my third is Gary Hart. Gary Hart, Playboy. <laughs> Gary Hart. That's, that's I, 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 I loved when he. Uh, I got Google it. I love when he managed <laughs> yeah. the great Kabuki, as well as the Dude, great Muda. Are you gonna name? Are you gonna say uh, General Skander Akbar as your fourth? No, <laughs> that would have been great. Gary Hart no, and Skander no. Akbar. <laughs> uh, and I'm I'm gonna have to be biased here on this last one. I'm gonna have to go with my trainer, which is the Godfather of professional wrestling, Damian Kane. He managed guys like Abdul the Butcher, uh, DC Mad Dog Drake, a lot of these great in indie mm -hmm. tag teams. Trust uh, well, 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 Alliance, well, yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. uh, and Paul Heyman was right there by his side, and pretty much, even though Paul Heyman has a story of how he got started in the business, uh, he was there by Damian's side from transcendent from. Uh, a regular interviewer, commentator into the managerial role. If you go back and watch, who was Damien? Was it uh, Vanessa? Who was the girl that was with Damien? Lady Alexander. Lady Alexander. Okay, that was yeah. his wife. They're not okay, married. Yeah. They're not married right now. Uh, I but, remember. But, I remember. But yeah, I'm very biased because I, like I said, I have to go to that and I look back of who he managed on the Indies, and then that same knowledge of the people that he surrounded him with. And like I said, flowed into guys like Paul Heyman. I'm like, and I just I soak it in. Even guys like JJ Dillon, like like what what Dennis, I would have him on my top there as well. But I had to slip Damien in there. Otherwise, JJ uh, would be there on the. I'm like, I love JJ. I worked. I got to work with him several times. He's a great guy to talk with. Uh, he actually went to school in my area. Could you uh, imagine being a manager on a, on an independent show? And the promoter goes, "Oh, we're gonna fly in Abdullah. You're gonna manage him for the night. Okay, we're gonna fly. <laughs> we're gonna fly in Terry Funk. Yeah. You're gonna manage him for. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, it was some great stuff. And and a lot of the, I'm sure you all can agree with me. A lot of the best managers who cross the all borders, uh, were all former wrestlers. Mm -hmm. They they all had something. Uh, but one in particular that wasn't a wrestler." Who I love, but you know, even though he's not on on my top, is um, Teddy Long. Yes, he, he started yes. as ring crew. Yeah. yeah, started as ring crew. Then he was a referee. referee. Yep. Yeah. And then next thing you know, he's he, he's managing uh, Doom. 
Yeah. Well, it's skyscrapers. Uh, well, yeah. Because he yeah. screwed over the Road Warriors, right? Then they brought in the skyscrapers, Dan Spivey and Sid Vicious. Uh, don't call me Peanut Head, Theodore Arlong. Uh, and then he, <laughs> I'll tell you what, though. Back in the day, you know, with, with Doom, you had that uh, fall of 1990 when Doom battled the Horsemen and Ric Flair beat, I think it was Butch Reed on Clash, and Teddy Long was his chauffeur for the, the day. Ah. Oh, man. And then uh, it's just good stuff. And you're right. Uh, this guy's probably 90 pounds soaking wet, but man, could he a talk and he had the look and it wasn't him. It was his men. He, he put all the focus on his talent. So yeah, that, that, that's a great uh, mention. Holla at your player. <laughs> Don't make this a triple threat. And, and, yes. and for him doing that, it shows that, uh, you know, someone who actually did start it on the bottom, mm-hmm. you know, you're, you're live on TV. They're looking at you as ring crew and this and that. Blah, blah, and you know, then you got guys like uh, the mouth of the south, Jimmy Hart. Yeah, yeah, I he, forgot about he him. was a musician, yeah, or still is. He, he makes, was, he was, and he made a lot of the songs, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and and pretty much to me, that's like I guess his niche into of into the wrestling. I, I don't know the whole story behind him, but I know he he. Um, prior he was a musician and then transcended into uh he wrote half the songs on the original wrestling album and i think he wrote like seven or eight songs on the pile driver album um and he was really he had contacts you know like he had musical contacts that really put didn't he do uh girls in cars girls in cars was that for for young stallions or was that for uh strike force i forget who it was for Girls like, in Cars was, I think, might um, have been the Young Stallions. Yeah, I'm not young sure. Stallions, it's it's yeah. one of them too. <laughs> oh man. Oh, but me and Chuck looking at each other like, what? Yeah. I'm like, the mouth of South Jimmy Hart. We're not. Yeah. We're not <laughs> old enough. You got me at Jimmy Hart, and that was I, it. I, I, oh, who was on the Young Stallions? Because that name does sound familiar. Paul Roma and Jim Powers. Okay. okay. Yeah. Paul okay. Roma. Uh, I know who Powers is. I know who Powers is. Paul Roma actually uh, formed a team with Hercules Hernandez. They yeah, we're in Glory. Power and Glory. That's Which, why I know who Powers is. Yeah, yeah I remember so, that. One of my favorite. Who was there? Who, who, the was that he? Who was there? Who was their man? They had a manager. Uh, was it Slick? Who's that? Slick. It was yeah, Slick. Slick. It, it was yeah. Slick with yeah, Power yeah, and Glory. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Now, now after this, you're gonna go back and look up some Power and Glory. Yeah. No, I know, I know, because I remember it was one of the best uh, finishing moves. Yes, the suplex. This is suplex and it's flash. Yeah. I remember. Come on, uh, man. It's called, I, I'm, I'm it was young. Powerplex. I've been watching wrestling since I was a kid, man. I remember that. I was a yes. great finisher. Hey, we could have been, we could have, we could have been watching Frankie Frizzo in WWE, but who? Oh, who's that? That's a... <laughs> <laughs> he's not here. There, who's Frank? He's not here. I, you know, I'm not Frankie like, Frizzo. You know, who is that guy? Frankie, I need another so coffee. Frankie Frizzo's checking in. He's, uh, <laughs> he's saying, go go one-on-one with The Undertaker, playa Teddy Long. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Our our guy, Bobby the Brain. Yes. 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 He is great. Some of the – I say he had to have the best uh, – I'm not going to say uh, uh, um, a legit stable. It was more like his – his stable was scattered through. Yeah, it was scattered through across the, the board. Heated, the heated yeah. family. Yeah, right? it, it was like people from different backgrounds, yep. sizes, this and that. No one. It's not like one particular group. Like let's say the horsemen. Everyone's like in business suits. Everyone's like the arrogant elite guys. Yeah, they were all pro pros. Like if you look at yeah. all the the list of names, they were all pro pros. I'm trying to think. I mean, the things that hit my head. You know, obviously Ric Flair, the Horsemen, Rude. Um, he walked with perfect. Yeah. Um, who else? Uh, did he? Another well, was it Andre? Uh, was he with Andre for yeah, a little bit? Andre, yeah, so that, 
Andre Haku as the Colossal Connection. Yeah. That was like one of yeah. my favorite tag teams. And I mentioned before here, Andre the guinea pig at home. He's listening, hopefully. Because yeah. yeah, he actually looked. He had the colors just like Andre, the the way he crossed over like the strap. This, and he was the biggest one. So, like I said, yeah. I need them, Andre. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to find a... Uh, one that kind of resembles Haku, but I'm having a hard time. You're talking about the guinea pig, right? Yeah. <laughs> I was about to say, okay. Yeah, okay. I'm trying to, yeah, I'm trying to, <laughs> for at home, for at home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, Bobby Heenan was one of the greatest broadcast journalists. Yep. Stuff comes off the top of his head like crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Just like, just like uh, Jerry King or the way he's on comedy. That's yes. how uh, Bobby was. Mm -hmm. um, Absolutely. Bobby started out as a wrestler himself. Yes, yes, he know? did in Los and, Angeles. And then as time went on, it just showed that, that his mouthpiece and that didn't start managing. Who, who was he managing? Nick Bockwinkel and, and Ray Stevens. Yeah. And, um, you know, Nick Bockwinkel had about had the uh, personality of, I don't know, a fly. Um, and, and, and and you put Bobby Heenan with him and automatically Nick Bockwinkel was was higher up the, the ladder. He was already AWA world champion, but you put a mouthpiece like Bobby Heenan on there. And, and I'll tell you somebody, my favorite wrestler of all time, I might get made fun of for this. Is Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff? Yeah, yeah, I used to love Orndorff. And, and 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 when Hogan, you know, uh, when Hogan did not take his phone call for yeah. training against mm -hmm. Bundy and Stud, Orndorff went back to Heenan. And you know, back in the late '80s, the managers did not always travel, unless Elizabeth, of course, but that's another story. The managers did not always travel with their charges, but Bobby Heenan was always there for those Orndorff Hogan matches. And you touched upon earlier Andre the Giant. I really feel that there's a lot of the fan base back in the 80s who would have cheered Andre over Hogan had Bobby Heenan not been with Andre. I think putting Heenan with Andre solidified that Andre was a bad guy. But yeah, I really yeah. think the way that Andre turned on Hogan, uh, ripping the shirt off his chest, demanding that world title match, <laughs> if you take Heenan away from that, I think a lot of fans would say, yeah, he's right. He deserves a world title match. But you put Bobby Heenan there, and it's it's evil. It's not just, you know. Yeah. I have to disagree. Cause, oh, come on now. Because the fan base back then was more really, really PG. And they literally seen the black and white of bad guy, good guy. And for him to do that, the Hogan, the champion, everyone's going to be like, oh, he's bad guy now. Yeah, but, but but if he did it if nowadays. Take, if you take Keenan away, let, let's just say Andre comes. No, no, I'm saying you that. You never give me title match, brother. Yes, I'm, I'm, I'm saying that. If, if, if. if if uh, Heenan wasn't there, people will still look at the whole black and white situation of, oh, he did it to Hogan. He's a bad guy instantly. Now. Yeah. Okay. That's where the fans. Now, if you do that today with, you know, without Heenan in the picture, people will probably cheer for Andre like crazy. You know, it's, it's just the way the fans evolved from back then, their way of thinking. I you guess know, you, you know. I don't agree with you, but you know no, what? No, no, no. We agree to disagree. Yeah, we agree to disagree. We'll leave Let it me at ask that. you a question: Who was the bad guy between Hogan and Savage? Well, that was what when the uh, mega power was exposed. That, that yeah. was obviously uh, Hogan. Uh, that was obviously yeah. Hogan was the bad guy. I, I I heard the theory on that uh -huh. where okay. you have lust in your eyes for Elizabeth. Hey man, I mean I'm just I'm know. just saying your line of thinking with Andre and Hogan yeah, is kind of off base. I can't so agree with you there because I, I see. It's <laughs> me, Watcher man. What? Well, Listen, man, do you want Hulk Hogan going after your wife? No, but still, he's probably thinking, man, he's bigger than me. Like, Here, honey, <laughs> that's Hogan, by the way. 
Get those panties autographed. But Macho Man <laughs> has some of the best promos, man. Oh, yes. No doubt. The cream of the crop. Oh, we mentioned, you know, that, that New Jack had can passed you, away, but Macho Man, had, this was a 10-year anniversary for his death. Oh, man. Uh, was this week, so. Oh, wow. Didn't even realize Bad that. Yeah, that God bless you, Macho Man. So, well, what you were saying about Macho Man, I think it makes it look like Macho Man because then he went with Sherry after that, right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. the character yeah. evolved to yeah. the heel. That and, we know him and so no Sherry, oh my god, she had her hands in so many cookie jars of making stars. Well, e- even if stars were there, she was the supporting actor. She mm-hmm. was Queen Sherry, like you mentioned, uh Harlem Heat, how she raised the bar yep. for them. Mm-hmm. Oh, she she did so much. And and then um just to see that that little confrontation between her and Elizabeth. And Elizabeth yeah. com- coming in for the save to save Russell her man. Seven, yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Yeah. Oh man, she- Sherry been all over the place. Women's champion, and like how I said, a lot of great managers were former yes, wrestlers. wrestlers. Absolutely. Yeah. What's some of the guys that you know that who wasn't a wrestler who became managers? Oh man, it's not that, that hard. Put me on the spot. Yeah, I'm, the I'm biggest sure. one right now. You can go right there. Like, like, like I said, he started out as a, a, a photographer. Yep. He got in the, he had that studio 64 show. He did. He, mm-hmm. uh, he advertised when he had Bam Bam Bigelow there and stuff. Uh, I, uh, Bam Bam. I guess he was trying to get Rick Flair there. Wasn't it studio 54? Right? Yeah. 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 And then from there, he just started transcending, you know, being in the locker rooms, taking pictures, sitting in just, Listening to guys like Dusty and 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 the whole thing with the uh um um was it uh uh the the NWF where we said where he was there with with uh um Damien and then slowly it progressed and then when I started seeing him for the first time in um in WCW I'm not sure if it was still NWA or not or if it was WCW it was NWA but yeah. when he started feuding with Jim Cornette. Yeah, the, the original Midnight Express. Oh, yes, with the with the two Midnight Express clash and all that was great. And he had that brick of a telephone. <laughs> that, oh, that, my goodness, yes. I'm like, I wonder how many of them he went through because <laughs> he literally busted them over people's heads. Which, it by was, the way, was a cordless cell phone. The, no, you weren't fooling anybody by saying that was a cell phone. It was a cordless phone, but nonetheless. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he might be the greatest person to ever pick up a mic. Wrestling. I, I, yes, I mean he's up there. Wrestling bomb, wrestling. I mean, I you know, Flair's up there. Piper, Piper's up yeah. there. Yeah, Dusty's up there. The Rock's up there. Austin wasn't too shabby. Mm. Um, but... Goldberg. <laughs> I like Goldberg. <laughs> was that, that was a that was a joke, right? All right, that was a joke, right? <laughs> yeah. Can I just stop? Was that uh, a Pat. Pat, Frankie him? Frizzo, your 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 Did your you brother just say Goldberg? Come on, man. Yeah. Are you serious? He's on off the, the panel. Come on, on the he, mic? Come on, he had the following. He still sucks. No, come on. Not in his not in the you early. Must be a Goldberg fan. You I got, was. Yeah, okay, day, okay. So. <laughs> okay. I used to like him better. I I used to think it was between him and Austin. I, I, think, I think I'd rather like listen to Ryback. <laughs> think of it like this though cheesesteak chucky think of it like this you got you got rowdy roddy piper versus goldberg on the mic oh my god you know what i mean like that's like rowdy piper that's piper i think well i guess he had the on one thing you're saying you're next that was it nah, that was yeah we need more dumb. than that <laughs> we need more than you're you're next come on man i'm not above the controversies i i go after ben simmons all the time so Call, how's goldberg that piper line goes <laughs> <laughs> 
uh, you don't throw rocks at a man with a machine gun. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Did you guys see his bio? Did you see? Oh, it was great. 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 Much better than the Savage one was. Savage was like a hit job, you know. I, I, I didn't see Savage's one. Yeah, take a look at that I, on the I didn't see that. I, yeah, I didn't see, but but Piper's was really good. I didn't know he was a tough guy like that. Mm -hmm. You know, I knew he was a tough guy like that. So, yeah, man, he was a beast. He was uh, a beast. Now, I I, I want to touch on one of the the greats that what uh that Dennis chimed in about <laughs> Vicky. Guerrero. Yes, I don't see it. Yeah, yeah I don't, I don't see, see it, it either. Yeah. No, no. You're not nope. gonna agree with Dennis. No, no I'm sorry. sorry Dennis. I don't know Dennis, so uh you know, maybe it's easier for me to disagree with him, but he, no. No. He no. he literally said that uh it's too short of a career. They too she made you hate her with that voice. Oh yeah, well that, that's excuse true. Excuse me. That's yeah. a character that, though. Yeah, like, that, exactly. that's more of a character than a manager. Yeah, but mm. Then she started managing, though. You see, well, I'm not gonna say Edge was already I, made. I'm not, say that, I'm not gonna say the AEW stuff, but when she started managing, well, like you said, Edge, yeah, and like, like she transcended with a lot of the women, or a lot actually, a lot of the undercar guys. When you see like uh, Dolph Ziggler, he wasn't really doing anything at first. They paired them up where she was a GM too mm -hmm. at the same time, so it was a manager GM role. So for to help start pushing Ziggler. Then there was a one other guy. I cannot remember his name. He was there for a short bit, and he was another love interest that 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 hmm. they spawned on her. Ah, uh, man. See, right there. Yeah, you drawing a blank too, so he must have not yeah, been that must great. Not have been that big, I remember that there was, I think it was a Spanish dude or something, but and, yeah. yeah and then it. they were all love interests too. It was yes, the same exactly. thing. It was the same yeah. repeat. And then yeah. she's like it's like you like this is Eddie Guerrero's the great Eddie Guerrero's wife and she's like making out with all these dudes. It's I just think, like eh. I I think if Dennis was here, he can uh, defend his case. No, I so, don't think so. So nope. So no. so, <laughs> so right here uh, for the next show when we get back here, we'll let Dennis open up pleading his case for uh vicky. for for vicky yeah i'll see if i yeah. get it i can see if i can find a sound bite yeah <laughs> every time dennis talks uh, excuse me, me. <laughs> <laughs> dennis you heard that that's your thing now uh gary hart someone who i love you said you're not familiar yeah, with I'm him not, I'm not. please if you're not look him up yeah, uh, I, one of my favorite Gary Hart teams was, of course, he was always the foil for the Von Erics. So him uh, managing Chris Adams and uh, Gino Hernandez as uh, the dynamic duo was huge. Uh, but he would always kind of go back and forth. You know, back in the time, world class was associated with the NWA. Yes. So he was managing, I think, Don Cronodal and Ivan Koloff while also managing in world class. So like he would manage Abdullah. He would manage... Um, all the monsters who would face the Von Erics and Bruiser Brody and all those guys. But he really kind of solidified himself when he moved back to Crockett, managed Al Perez, Ron Garvin, and then in 89 with the Great Muda. The Great Muda was probably, 89 was probably his best year yes. in my memory, managing JTEX Corporation with Muda and Funk. And then, of course, later on, um, uh, who Dick Slater and, and, and Dragon Master. I, th and, I think what gave him the key role of them putting him with Muda was his years with Kabuki. Yeah. Then after Muda and Kabuki, um, he was working with uh, MLW. And like this performer, he's not he's not Asian as far as I know, but they put him with Loki. Hmm. And he was I'm like, Loki on his own just kills it. But 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 then having him there and 
and doing the same like his style when you watch key and he drops those elbows and stuff it's it it's like homage to 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 uh mood and stuff but yeah but you're right when 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 he was paired up with Muda with some of the best years, especially when they did the run with their feud with Sting. Oh, yeah, Sting and Flair. Oh, yeah. man. <laughs> we can go on and on and on with different other matches. Now, some of the other matches that you guys talked about, um, okay, we we said Heyman, we all agreed on. We mm-hmm. all talked about mm-hmm. uh, Heenan. Uh, you Paul mentioned Bearer. Paul Bearer. There you go. Paul Bear only in um, WWE. It um, was it was only Undertaker and Kane, but uh, mankind, that, mankind. Okay, yeah. uh, but prior to that, he was Percy Pringle. Percy Pringle, you know, he, another he, foil for the Von Erichs. Yeah. <laughs> and and with your knowledge of experience, I'm sure you can probably incite us more better than what I can. With, well, Percy with, Pringle managed Ravishing Rick Rude uh, back in '85. Uh, he was a former world class champion before Rick Rude kind of kind of took off to a major uh, platform in the NWA. Uh, Percy Pringle managed Rick Rude. He managed, I, I think he managed uh, Dingo Warrior, who was uh, the ultimate warrior uh, back when he was a heel in world class. So, so yeah, he was Percy, a heel? Oh, yeah. Man. He was a Dingo Warrior oh, in, wow. in 86. Yeah. Prior? Was it good? Was he a good wrestler? No, good. No, no, no. I was no, gonna no. say because he was never a good wrestler. Yeah, a good heel. Was it a good heel? No, no. He was he just was... a big guy who was massive, yeah. painting on his face, uh, okay. you know, yeah. pound people. Yep. Uh, okay. But. But before, I would love to see a warrior heel. Oh, oh my god! Yeah, before be before great. Dingo Ward, before he was named Dingo Ward, he was known as Rock. Yeah, part of the team, uh, yeah, the Blade Blade Runners. Runners. Yeah, he yeah. teamed with Sting. It was Sting and Rock. I know that. Yeah, I've yeah. seen that. I've seen that then too. Then, okay, I didn't see the in between. Though. I didn't know he played a heel, but oh, I've yeah. seen him and Sting together. I've seen that. Yeah. So Pringle. Uh, so so when Paul Bear, obviously the the voice now changed. So how oh, was it? Yeah, so how was he back in the day before with Rick? Similar. Rude, you know? Oh yes. Oh really? So he didn't he didn't change yeah, it? It wasn't as eerie. Yeah, it was oh, but it was he was still high pitched. Yeah. Then then he managed someone, or was it him? They did the gimmick where they uh threw the hot coffee in the face. I don't remember. I'm sorry. It was either him or someone he managed threw hot coffee in someone who was doing com- in, in com- commentary's face. Supposedly hot coffee was probably just black, yeah, it's cold, or whatever. <laughs> But, but yeah, that was like one of the best ones, like because you 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 never saw it. You know, you seen stuff like once in a while. You seen the whole fireball stuff where some managers right. did that. You, then you see wrestlers who do the whole fireball, and some were better than others. Like the Hogan botched his fireball with yeah. Warrior, and he they burned, all can't and he, and he burned him, <laughs> and he burned himself. Yeah, I'm with the with the Paul Bear thing. I'm actually uh, not agreeing with the Paul Bear thing just because. He got to manage the Undertaker, and he yeah. got to do it for as long as you could, you know, as long what 10, 15 years, and then the story evolved still around the Undertaker. You went from the Undertaker, and then you went to Kane, similar. You went then from Undertaker to Mankind, similar, somewhat. It's hard to say similar characters because the Taker is Taker, right? Yeah. But when you have the greatest character that's ever been done, ever been made, and you manage <laughs> that for over a decade. Does I mean does that automatically just put you in the hall? Oh no, I agree with you. I think I think having Paul Bearer on the Mount Rushmore of managers is like saying Goldberg is good on the mic. So yeah. you know, it, yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm still I'm still repeating that in my head too. I was waiting for my time to drop that when you Sorry, asked me a question. You. So, but you beat me so to it. We're making a list here right now between him saying Goldberg on the mic that was and. A- 
And Dennis, and Dennis putting Vicky Guerrero up there. We're oh, doing man. pretty good here for another We got to get them two on the show. <laughs> Together. Yes. Together. And they can just talk with each other. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, another guy. What, what about current managers? What, what do you guys think well, with the current? Well, I, I want to touch on uh, Slick again. Okay. But yes, please. Because we, we only made, made a couple comments. Yeah. But Slick, you said out there with Akeem. My, I, I loved... The, Him and the big boss man. Yes, when they were together. Yeah, I love the Twin Towers. That was yeah. like one of my favorites out there. And then you know when when they're doing the vignette and he's cutting the promo. Yeah, you know my man, the, the African Dream, Akeem. You know, <laughs> you know he coming from the deepest part it. of. And then you see this big white yeah. guy coming out. I'm like, yo, I'm like, <laughs> right, that's the that king. The big white, the, the big white guy. I'm like, that's one man gang. What the fuck? <laughs> He's and from South Africa, y'all. That's like okay. That's like seeing him coming out like that, and then and then years later you see the promo where Triple H goes the Kofi. Ain't he supposed to be Jamaican? because <laughs> he dropped his accent by yeah. accident. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so so we get swerved all the time on these. Uh, well, not all the time. Depends on if you know know it or not. If uh, they're ethnic C. Yeah, you um, can fight me on Slick, and I get it. But for no, me, I'm not. Yeah, I'm definitely not. For for me, it's just that I, I mean, I'm, you know, in in general. But for you know, because I think you could argue somebody else over Slick. Um, but for me, it's just that that was the first thing I saw. Right. right? As yeah. a kid, as a kid, that was one of the first. Like I remember seeing Junkyard Dog, but I didn't grow up watching Junkyard mm-hmm. Dog. But I just knew like he was at the tail end, and when I saw him, and, so I didn't really. I'm trying to think at that time. Oh, you know, uh, you know, but he's. He was he he never got the shine, but uh, oh, what's his name? Was it Bad News Brown? Yeah. Yes, yeah. Yes. So he, he was, was another great. he was another black wrestler. So let, let me and ask he, you a question. And he was Canadian. Was he Canadian? Yeah, I didn't know that. Was. I, yeah. I have a question because this is a, a, a racial kind of question. So growing up watching Slick, you know, you're seeing somebody on TV who's yeah. in a position of power, and oh, he looks like me. He, he's a, he's a black guy on TV. Right. What did you think about the fact that they made him a pimp, and not just a strong? Well, I was so I was just so young. Yeah, so you, I, you, I saw him in the suits and the Jif hat, and I saw him dancing. I'm like <laughs> saying "jive this and that," you know what I mean? Using the slang back in those days. So to me, it just drew me to him. You yeah. know what I mean? Because I because you didn't see that many you know black folks um, wrestling there. Right. And like I said, Bad News Bear, Coco Beware was kind of stupid. You know, mm-hmm. kind of junkyard dog was past junk, his prime. Past his prime. Yeah. You know, um, you know, and I'm trying to think of anybody else that um that was any like anything big and i don't really you know the closest thing to having anything dark skin was like you know haku the samoans yeah. right you know what and i mean then but, to tie yeah. in what chio said you know teddy long i think some of his character was based off of slick you know yeah, for, I, sure. Some of that. for sure and, that, and then for you sure. had the ron simmons the butch reeds and yeah. the, the the less goofy black characters the more in your face i'm gonna beat your ass yeah, you know? and, yeah. And, and, I, I i think back then stereotypes of wrestlers and managers or whatever were more acceptable then oh for sure for, for sure i mean you, you're looking at what was the stable right what was at the top it was it was flair yeah like yeah. it was flair so you had to look like i mean dusty Rhodes even came out no actually no i'm sorry flair actually it's i'm sorry it's wrong flair actually copied dusty if i'm not mistaken mm-hmm. because dusty used to come out in robes with the blonde hair yeah 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 so um but um i'm trying to think like and i was just trying to think like i don't remember them really pushing any um you know uh diversity back in those times and that mm-hmm. was just you know that was just those those times and not a lot of black kids you know 
you know, grew up wanted to be wrestlers. You're seeing that now, mm-hmm. yeah. right? You're seeing yeah. that trickle down now, and that's right. catching up because now. Because you have a lot more of of, of, of minorities that who's who's like literally out there on fire, right. showing other people yeah. up, right? You know, right. absolutely. So back in the day when I watched, you know, it was demolition for me. It was warrior. It was rude. It was perfect. You know, it was flair. Um, you know, and like I said, you know, bad news. Brown was is really the only because you know. I'm trying to. Th- I can't think of any other black wrestlers. Zeus, Zeus, Zeus yeah. he was a badass, yeah. right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, I, Junkyard Dog was past. Like I yeah. saw him at the end, but I'm just trying to think. Like Coco Beware was okay, but he was, you know, he was for the kids. Um, but he, like, none of them were stars. Yeah, right. Right. You know, what I'm saying none of them were in that echelon of stars. Rocky Johnson. Yeah, but he it was before me, you know, it was before me. I didn't know about, wait, wait you had rock. You got rock. Of course. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. All of right. course. Um, you were mentioning current managers in the state. Uh, some years ago, I used to follow a lot of the Indies really significantly because that was just me, but the older I get, you know, family worked it's involved, so I don't really don't have too much time to pay attention to a lot of them. But I still have some in my head that I actually do come across once in a while at shows nowadays. Uh, who are some of your current managers? Maybe not in WWE and stuff, or where are the big times, but on the indie circuit around our area, maybe here well, in the Northeast. Well, the indie circuit, I'm I'm going to kind of be off with. Uh, I'm not. I'm not too familiar. I have not watched indie wrestling probably in the last three or four years. Ooh, okay. So yeah, so I'm probably the so wrong person to get I, to. I think I'm but, more caught up than uh, you are. Yeah, yeah. Indie stuff, yeah. But I will. I will mention in AEW. Um, you know, there's still. Guerrero, tr- she's there. No, no. Um, <laughs> they're still trying to find the perfect blend of old school and new school, and you have Tully Blanchard and Arn Anderson from the old school who are now managers of the new school. I. But so, yeah, in, in and, wrestling, that, and, and that, you know who, who I, are the managers now? Like, who are who are your top managers right now, currently? Well, it has to be Heyman, right? Hey, hey, Heyman, there, yeah, obviously. Yeah. Uh, I would say MVP. I, I consider him a manager. Yeah, I'm gonna be, I'm, I'm, I'm be very biased on this here. Uh, well, Heyman, obviously, uh, MVP. Since we always talk yes. about him, he is he's there, especially. Wish they didn't get rid of the hurt business because that was money right there. It was. Um, what? I'm sorry. I'm jumping around. I know Bob gave us a a, a time period. Why? Why did they break that up? You think? Because they're stupid. Yeah. That, that's the only <laughs> Basically. Thing. Yeah. I mean, I mean, Alexander is. I think he's talent. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. He's talent. And then you got the old vet, Benjamin. Um, yeah. With Benjamin. But it worked. Yes. It, it like it worked, they, and then they, they started feuding, and I just, I, 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 like, they, like they I literally think, killed it. They I literally what killed they should have done. What they they should have. We asked in the beginning of the show, what about Ricochet? Well, yeah. you you add to the hurt business. Yeah. You, you you, or you bro, add another big monster. Yeah, bro. I uh, I want who did I who did I say I wanted them to get man? Well, into that stable because when it was the stable, when it was the hurt business, they were talking to somebody else, and I forget who it was, um, that made sense. To grab, maybe maybe it was Ricochet. He could have used that. He could have used that in, in in being in the hurt business. He could. It would it would have took him, I think, to that it you know, that kind of intercontinental. No, 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 no. It was Apollo Cruz. Yeah, it was Apollo. Yes, it was Apollo Cruz doing his thing. Yeah, yeah. He's he's doing his thing now. But I think it would have got there just the same way if he would have been in the hurt business. I love that they letting him run because that was from what I'm hearing. I didn't see him in the Indies, but that was his Indies gimmick. 
Like the, the, the yeah. coming to America gimmick as a, the no, Nigerian, like the yeah, nation. yeah. Um, going off of what you said with the AEW managers, I like Tully Blanchard what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Not so much Arn, really. If it had to be Arn, I would probably would rather see Arn with uh, FTR. Oh yeah, yeah. Would, yeah. But Tully, he's doing, he, he's killing it. He's mm-hmm. killing it. What he's and doing. he's still great on the mic. He's still a great um, promo. I am a like I said bias. I have to go with Robert Brand uh, of uh, Robert Stone with the with the Robert Stone brand <laughs> in uh, NXT. Uh, out here on the Indies, I have to say uh, one of the good friends of ours, uh, Corey Cross. Okay, I like he when 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 you meet the guy when you just physically look, look at him, he doesn't come off as. Uh, a wrestling manager, mm-hmm. but when you talk to him and you see him on his mic skills and and, and the way he delivers ideas and stuff, mm-hmm. it just comes out and blows your mind away. He's 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 one of the good ones out there, and he's a student where he studies everything. Mm. That's someone I love having conversations with. Nice. I'm nice. like, you can really get into good. I would love to have him here on the show. Uh, another guy. Put it out there. Put another, it in the universe. Another guy, <laughs> Maven Bentley. Of uh, he used to be part of uh, I guess Combat Zone and maybe uh, the NBA, I believe it was. Uh, um, he he's a he's a brother, very educated, well spoken. Mm-hmm. You know, he goes to the ring, but he's suited up. He's there as a manager. A lot right. of them are per- doing per- that professional. too, right? Um, yeah. I'm gonna say me. <laughs> no, because I no honestly, I managed at one point for okay. for several for about maybe five, six, seven years after I got hurt and I stopped wrestling. And I said how it, it worked out for me because you know, transcending from being an active wrestler, you're already in that entertainment mode where you know how to relate to the fans, you know how to relate to the characters and stuff. And right now, I'm in the process of where I'm currently try to rebuild and rebrand myself because I can see myself jumping back into a managerial role. And right now I'm already marketing uh, ideas of the name of a group, t-shirt logos and stuff like that. But I need to find the right group of guys because the main guy I had that I was managing all the time, <laughs> he actually, he, he's, he's on his way to move down to Texas probably mm-hmm. within the next year, so he ain't going to be around. So I'm looking at a lot of the young... Better, better taxes down there. Uh, I'm, I'm, <laughs> SWA's down there, too. GI, I think I talked to you on Facebook about managers at one point about a month ago. And Maybe. I pretty much said that they, they, they just... It works so well in the 80s and 90s, and I feel like they got away from it. Either the talent level's not there, or they just don't work them into the storylines. Yeah. Which is that? Uh... A lot of times, it frustrates me. There are some of the managers who just don't know how to talk. They're just there because, right. because hey, this guy's my buddy. He got me on the show. I'm his manager, and then they manage this guy everywhere because they're riding that person's coattail. Uh, a lot of times, you got to have the experience and the knowledge. Some of them have the knowledge by where they grew up watching it. It's just the fact that they they try to copy what they saw. Or seen. Uh, there's a couple times where I tried to uh, do a throwback as far as shunning the crowd, go stand in front of the ring like the old school, like in the Hamburg Fieldhouse, where you stand in front, 
and everything else behind you was the background, the cameras on the floor, you got the ring behind you. And I started incorporating some of that once in a while there too. I was in you know, I was sporting the suits. I was every time I try to do a different kind of old school tactic, whether it's something out of my pocket, a roll of quarters, a shoe coming off, smacking in the back of the head, anything uh managerial. But at first, when I started, I was gonna be one of those managers who didn't hide behind the wrestlers. If it needs to be, I was going to be one of the managers who stepped up as a leader and got involved. But then as time went on, it, it, I, I thought to myself, it's not about me. It's mm -hmm. about the guys there. I'm helping promote them, nice. get them over. I need to fall back, mm -hmm. take my shots like everyone else. I'm the hill doing dastardly things. Babies get their hands on me beat the piss out of me the crowd pops <laughs> right, and that's the right. thing when i got a little old lady at ringside swinging her cane at me and stuff like that that's great i know mm -hmm. i'm doing my job i a little kid should not be cursing me off but if he is hey great you i'm job. doing my mm -hmm. job mm -hmm. you know any way i can get them not only to hate me just because of my verbal mouth but without doing the same cliche of cursing saying the same stuff like shut up or you know just just the key things that make the crowd uh um uh hate you where where like uh, you, you hear a lot of them say shut up if you keep chanting that i'm gonna leave that's the classic thing you need to think off the top of your head come up with something differently oh hey you're fat hey you're ugly this you can't use that no more it's like yeah it's, it's in one ear out to the other the fans don't buy into that except for maybe the really little kids but I got the one that's going to work for you. But when I'm on a PG show or something like that, mm -hmm. that's the ones I would bring out to the little kids or the little old ladies and stuff like that, where you know that's going to trigger them. That's going to that's gonna hate you more. The regular uh, fans, as far as like uh, the parents that are like maybe, maybe mid-20s and up a little bit, you know, they're not gonna see into it, but they're just gonna strip like, uh, yeah, okay, whatever. You, you, you want some heat? You want to get some uh, heat as a manager? This is all you gotta say. That Goldberg. Yeah. Was great on the microphone. That was hard. Oh, uh, that's all you gotta sorry, say. I'm going home. I needed to drop it somewhere. <laughs> it was hey, still man, in my head. I'm uh, still in my head. I had to drop it somewhere. <laughs> do you really? How, how good do you think on a scale of ten, Rowdy Piper took? Bill Goldberg. Uh, Wally Piper Goldberg. is it better? <laughs> I think. Well, I, know, but how, I, I think. Mean, I think if, if if Rowdy Piper transcended into managerial, he'll be one. Of he, the was. Best. he was. He was. No, I mean yeah. legitimately. If he was just straight, like from wrestling, just straight did manager afterwards, he would have killed him. Yeah. He, he, had, he, too much, killed he had too much. Him. He had too much pride. It, you know what I mean? Chio, I'm, I'm going to give you. A, I'm going to give you a line to use that's going to get you heat in 2021. Okay, I'm gonna. Uh, this is free. <laughs> I believe in you, because I guarantee you. You say that to anybody, they oh, go f yourself. Go go go. Screw you. Nobody wants to hear good stuff today. They want to hear. They want to hear the stuff that you were saying. You're fat. You're out of shape. <laughs> and then you know, I, I am. But you tell somebody that you believe in them. I instant could, heat. I got something that that that, that probably, probably piss a lot of people off. Like I'll tell them, wear your mask. Ah, there you go. <laughs> Build back better. Oh, uh, and, and what? I'm sorry, but I got. I, I don't know how political you guys are. Say, this and that. say anything, just, Trump, yeah. and, you're, and you're and you're hated. Uh, 
Uh, newsflash, just <laughs> just so you guys are the ones out there who are unaware or, or still living in their mom's basement, Trump lost. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Biden stole the election, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> Mic drop. All right. How much time we got here left on the show? I'm uh, sure I'm sure we're killing. We're, we're probably going over. We're pushing up against it for sure. We're we've got one, two minutes. Yeah, we got a minute and a half. All right. All right. So what we're going to do. <laughs> What's oh, a, minute? Yeah, a, a, minute. a minute and 15. Thanks that's going to that's gonna cover all of Goldberg's classic promos. That's right. Ready and go. <laughs> Done. Right. I have them. I looked them up. I have them all right here. <laughs> it, it, it's two and a half minutes, all, all right? Two of them. <laughs> yeah, don't play them. Okay. Uh, I want to thank everyone for coming on the show today. It is very enjoyable. Like I said, we do get off track, but we rein it back in once in a while. That's the fun part of uh, of a freestyle podcast here on uh, on Breakfast and Body Slams. Uh, for Nate Moss, Chuck. Mark, I'm Chio. One more shout out to everyone. Tune into uh, Crack Bell Productions on CB Pro Live. You can watch all the shows on there. Scroll down. You don't have to just watch us. Watch everyone else as well. Uh, once again, The Gobbler Inc. every other Sunday, 9 a.m. The Sullivan Squad every other Sunday, 9 a.m. Breakfast and Bison once a month. So tune in. Try to check out our calendar uh, at 10 a.m. And Devereaux Sports Plus. Once a month on Mondays at 6 p.m. And if you want to know more information about Breakfast and Body Sands, I just happened last night <laughs> to start a Breakfast and Body Slams podcast uh, Facebook page. You so go. you guys can look it up there. We'll try to advertise everything. We will re we will reshare everything off of CBO uh, Pro Live from from uh, everyone at Crack Bell Productions and Devereaux Podcast. I'm Chio. And uh, enjoy your weekend. Peace. Take care, everybody. Thank you.